Now, if you missed Wednesday, you missed the culmination of the Sunday covenant, and I didn't misspell Sunday up there. Uh, This was a covenant, uh, an agreement made at the beginning of the youth group uh, for the students that did all of their homework. They would be able to receive the blessing of turning their youth group leaders into human Sundays. And this happened last week. Five young ladies uh, fulfilled their part of the agreement, and they were able to receive the blessing of the uh, Sunday covenant. Sometimes covenants come with sacrifices, and we see uh, those in uh, the foreground. Uh, Now, the word covenant is a churchy word. Uh, and uh, the co- a covenant is a deal, a covenant is an agreement, and we have different covenants, deals and agreements in the Bible, and most of them that God makes come with a blessing. And this morning we're looking at one of the most important covenants in the entire Bible, and this is the Abrahamic covenant. And at its core, this is God's promise to bless all the nations of the earth. And this, this is a breath of fresh air. It comes uh, in Genesis chapter 12, which is pretty early on in the Bible. Uh, but it comes 2,000 years into the suffering under the curse that we were introduced to last week. And remember, this curse uh, happened right after God had made the heavens and the earth. He made Adam and Eve. Everything was awesome. He blessed Adam and Eve and blessed all humanity uh, through this blessing. But then something terrible happened. Ryan uh, taught us about this last week. Uh, They were given a choice. Right? They had to make a decision on what path they were going to follow. Uh, were they going to agree with God, serve God as their king, and continue living under God's blessing? Or were Adam and Eve going to choose autonomy, choose to be their own rulers, and end up under a curse? Uh, we saw the unfortunate choice last week made by Adam and Eve with the help of a slippery serpent there in the garden. Uh, And as they chose to rebel against God, uh, to serve themselves, to go their own direction, uh, a curse came upon them and a curse came upon the whole world. The blessing that God had began everything with turned into a curse. And we saw the curse on the serpent last week. Uh, We saw the curse uh, on the creation last week. And this curse uh, was also a curse on humanity and all of us, the descendants of Adam and Eve. We read in Romans chapter 5 that sin at that time came into the world through that one man, Adam, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. And we see, saw this curse spreading like a plague throughout uh, the experience of all of Adam and Eve's descendants uh, and offsprings. Uh, so offspring. Right away, we see Adam and Eve's family uh, falling in uh, to sin and disarray. And for the next thousand years, the curse just continues to spread. And in the, in the Bible, we don't really see uh, very many glimpses uh, of that blessing from God. 
what we see is death, what we see is sin, what we see is suffering spreading throughout God's creation. A thousand years in, uh, the, the curse climaxes with God deciding to destroy all of humanity except for one family, uh, Noah and his family, who are saved through the ark. But even after the flood is over and God restarts with Noah and his family, uh, God looks at humanity uh, and says that the intention of the man's heart is evil from his youth. Uh, the, the flood didn't even fix the curse. This restart with Noah uh, didn't fix the curse. After Noah, Ad, uh, Noah's, Noah's family continues to grow and expand. For another 700 years, the curse dominates. And we, we have this, uh, this uh, story of the Tower of Babel where, where all these descendants of Noah then are shaking their fist at God and setting themselves up again uh, to be the, the rulers in the place of God. And we see God scattering all the families of the earth, uh, taking that group that was the descendants of Noah and scattering them, confusing their languages, and we see all the families of the earth dispersed and cursed. This is, this is a pretty depressing sermon so far. And, and this was the, the state of humanity uh, when God decided, I'm going to step in and I'm going to change this. 300 years of the families of the earth being dispersed and cursed. God steps in with this ray of light that we call the Abrahamic covenant. And he says, once again, finally, I'm going to bless humanity. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God finally has, uh, has now extended his offer of blessing again to all of humanity. He does it through one couple. Uh, this, this is a couple named Abraham and Sarah, and he chooses them out of all uh, of the collection of humanity to bless them and use them to bring a blessing to all the rest of those rebellious uh, families of the earth. Uh, he chooses this one nation to then be a blessing to all the rest of the nations. He, he starts with Abraham and Sarah, and he says, because of your faith, that's about all they had to offer. Uh, if we know the life of Abraham, uh, basically all he had to offer God was faith. He, he said, I'm going to take you, and because of your faith, I'm going to make these amazing promises to you of blessing. Uh, this is what we have in Genesis chapter 12. It's the covenant, the promise of blessings that God made to Abraham and his family. And these are the blessings that uh, affected his family and then also come down to us, those who shared the faith of Abraham. Now, the promises and covenant that God made to Abraham had three different parts. Anybody tell me what one of those three parts are? Promise Abraham what? What? Uh, yeah, he promised him many, many children, right? He said, I'm going to give you so many offspring, so many descendants, they're going to be as many as the stars in the sky uh, and the, uh, sea, the sand on the seashore, 
right? I'm going to give you a, a, a huge, huge family. He says, I'm going to make you, out of you and your wife, into a great nation, and I'm going to bless you. He promises them a huge family, and then for that huge family, he promises them a very specific chunk of land over in the Middle East that we call the, now the nation of Israel. He, he promises a little bit later in, in his uh, promise to Abraham, he says, all the land that you see, I will give you and your offspring forever. So these first two parts of the Abrahamic covenant are a great blessing to Abraham and his family. Uh, that out from him and his wife would grow a huge nation, uh, and that nation would be giving uh, a land for themselves. Um, much of these first two parts of the Abrahamic covenant we see fulfilled fairly quickly uh, in the book of Exodus and the book of Joshua, where God brings Abraham and his descendant, the descendants of Abraham into Egypt, and, and then he brings them out of Egypt in the Exodus. Uh, they go in a very small family. They come out uh, more than a million people. And uh, under the leadership of Joshua, he leads them. They take the promised land. And so we have uh, Abraham's huge family now in the land that God had promised. But there was a third part of the covenant. And this part wasn't just a blessing for Abraham and his family, but this part has to do with all the families of the earth. And this, this is the part of the Abrahamic covenant that is especially exciting for us. This is the part of the Abrahamic covenant that we celebrate the fulfillment of at Christmas with the coming of the descendant of Abraham, uh, who we all know his name, but we'll talk about in just a moment. So this promise uh, that God gave to Abraham was a promise that not just Abraham's family would be blessed, but actually all the families on the entire planet would be blessed through him. Uh, God develops it a bit further as he uh, continues to make promises to Abraham in the book of Genesis. He, he develops that it will actually be through the offspring of Abraham that all the families or all the nations of the earth are blessed. In Genesis chapter two, two, 22, he says, In your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So this is, this is a, a, an amazing promise of blessing. This is very good news for not just Abraham's family, but for all the families of the earth, all the families sitting in this room. And so I would have wondered if I was Abraham and I was listening to this promise, would it be through all of my offspring? Uh, would all the families of the earth be blessed through the Jews being a blessing? Uh, would it be through my son, Isaac? Is Isaac the one who is going to bring the blessing to all the nations of the earth? Who, who would it be? What of, which of my offspring uh, would God use to bring a blessing to all the families of the earth? Uh, and this is what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to ask just these three simple questions of this promise. Uh, who will bring the blessing? What are the blessings? Uh, and how do we get these blessings? This is, the, this is uh, blessings for you and I. Who is it that brings the blessing? What are the blessings? And how do we get the blessings? Now, the first question is pretty easy to answer. Well, I think we all know the question if we're here uh, singing songs about the birth of Jesus. And the Bible doesn't leave it a mystery 
who this offspring is that would bring the blessings of, of God to all the nations of the earth. This is Jesus himself. Uh, and in Galatians, Paul gives us a clarification. He wasn't talking about just all the offspring of Abraham. He was talking about a singular Offspring. He says, now the promises were made to Abraham and his offspring. It does not say to the offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, to your offspring, who is Christ. So who is it that brings the blessing uh, to the entire world? Who is it? What's his name? His name is Jesus. And this is, this is the third part of this Abrahamic covenant. He promised that through Abraham, he would send the Savior. Jesus Christ, the offspring of, of David, the one who would deliver this blessing to all nations. Now, as Abraham and Sarah's family expanded, it took 2,000 more years uh, for, the, the, for the promise to be fulfilled, for Jesus uh, to finally arrive. Abraham, Sarah, and the people of God waited faithfully, anticipating the arrival of Jesus, looking for that blessing to finally show up and arrive. And he showed up on that first Christmas. Uh, we look back uh, to the arrival of Jesus. We've, we've been waiting another 2,000 years for the one who brings the blessing of God to the nations to return. Uh, Jesus is the one. He is the answer to the question, who brings the blessing? This Jesus that we've put our faith in, this one that we are looking to, he is the one who God has sent uh, to bring a blessing to all the nations. This is the first uh, blank that on your outline that's in your bulletin. And this is the answer to that first question, who brings the blessing? Jesus alone brings God bl- God's blessing to all the families of the earth. Now, just like the people of God waited loyally for Jesus to come and bring the blessings, uh, as we look forward to Jesus' return, uh, the, the call is to live loyal to the one and only King of kings and Lord of lords through whom God blesses the families. It's been 4,000 years since the promise to Abraham, and there's still no other name. Jesus alone is the source of our blessings. Uh, This is the one that the prophets of the Old Testament looked uh, looked forward to. They anticipated his coming. Peter tells us that they prophesied about the grace that was to be ours, and they searched and inquired carefully. Uh, They loyally waited for the arrival of the Messiah. And and this is is who we wait loyally for his return, uh, knowing that he is the one that is going to bring the fulfillment of the blessing when he comes back. In the book of Revelation chapter 3, uh, he, Jesus commends believers for waiting loyally. And I think we can uh, follow suit as we are waiting for the soon ar- arrival of Jesus, our source of blessings. Uh, he, he says to the, the church, he says, you have kept my words and you have not denied my name. Uh, this, is, this is the simplicity of what it looks like to live loyal to the one and only King of Kings as we wait for his return. Uh, to obey him, uh, to choose his ways, to come under his authority while we wait, and to be proud of him. 
to, uh, to proclaim his name uh, with boldness and excitement as the one and only king who blesses all humanity. Now, Jesus alone, he is the one that brings the blessing. And what are the blessings? And this is a, a big question. There are a lot of blessings of following Jesus. We can make a list as long as my arm of the reasons that it's great to be a Christian. But what are the blessings that Jesus brings that are connected to the Abrahamic covenant? What are, what are these blessings, these blessings uh, of Abraham? Now, all of the blessings of uh, that Jesus brings as the descendant of Abraham revolve around being part of God's family. Uh, God taking from all the families of the earth and bringing us into one family. And Galatians describes it like this. He says, Know then that those of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, that's us, by faith, preached the gospel beforehand, saying, to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham. So the blessing that Jesus brings is acceptance into a family. Here he says, if we have faith, uh, in Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, we become sons of Abraham. You could say this is uh, acceptance into the spiritual family of Abraham, uh, acceptance into the family of faith, acceptance into the family of God. Uh, this is at the core of this blessing that we receive uh, as uh, those who have faith in Jesus who brings the, uh, who fulfills the promises to Abraham. It, it's acceptance into the family of God. I want to offer this as a second point and blank on your outline that Jesus gives the blessing of acceptance into the family of God. If we have faith like Abraham... We become part of the family of Abraham, the family of God, and we receive the blessings that come with being part of God's family. Now, I say there's many the blessings of acceptance because being part of God's family and part of this spiritual family of Abraham uh, comes with a boatload of blessings. And the first one he brings out uh, here in, in this Galatians passage, and this becomes an important part of the Abrahamic blessing, of how Abraham was blessed and how we are blessed uh, in a similar way. And he talks about it here. He talks about it in Romans chapter 4. He talks about it in Romans 5, Romans 8, all over the place. And part of this family blessing uh, is that we are made right with God. He, he says that we are blessed in that we are justified, that God justifies the Gentiles or the nations of the earth um, by faith. Now this justification is fixing our relationship with God, our relationship with God being messed up out of alignment because of what? Yeah, because, because of our sin. And Jesus came to fix that relationship. 
Uh, in Romans chapter 4, he describes the blessing that Abraham received. Uh, and this is justification at its core. He says, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now this is the same blessing uh, that we who share the faith of Abraham receive. He says, now the one who works, his wages is not counted as a gift, but as his due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Uh, This is the blessing that Abraham received when he put his faith in God. This is the same blessing that you and I receive. Uh, He says that David actually talked about this blessing as well. He says, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one uh, to whom God counts righteous apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. This is the core of this family blessing that we receive as part of the the spiritual family of Abraham, the family of faith, the family of God. We receive justification. Uh, We receive the removal, God not counting our sin against us. You see it at the end? God does not count our sin against us. He subtracts our debt. He removes our debt. Uh, But then he also credits us with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus earned reward. He earned acceptance. And that's given to us. That acceptance and reward is given to us as a gift. This is at the center of this family blessing, being part of the family of God. Uh, We are justified. We are made right with God. And this is all possible because of the offspring of Abraham uh, who took the punishment for our sins when he died on the cross. Uh, We know that this blessing of justification of being made right with God described in Romans chapter 4, it's surrounded by Romans chapter 3 and Romans chapter 5, which talk about Jesus's death instead of us, him dying to take the punishment for our sin. Uh, We've been justified. We've been made right with God by Jesus's blood. We've been reconciled. We we have been accepted into the family of God by the death of God's son. So what is the blessing? At the core of the blessing is this acceptance into the family of God, uh, which begins with justification, being made right with God, uh, our guilt being removed, and Jesus's righteousness being credited to us. You can say that it begins with the grace of God, uh, the good things that Jesus earned being given to us as a gift, uh, and the mercy of God. Uh, the bad things that we've done being forgiven. God not giving us the judgment that we deserve because Jesus took it for us. Uh, This is an amazing blessing of being part of God's family. Justification, God's grace, and God's mercy. Uh, You you could think of justification as the doorway into the family of God uh, and Jesus the one as opening up the door to welcome us in. Uh, But 
inside the family of God, the blessings uh, just continue to spread. Uh, And uh, in Romans chapter 5, that's where he goes. He says, since we have been justified by faith, we actually have all these continuing blessings as well. Uh, It's as if the the doorway is justification, the forgiveness, acceptance into the family, uh, and then uh, the rest of the blessings that flow are the spread of the table, the the feast to enjoy as part of God's family. And in Romans chapter 5, he just starts piling on the blessings of being part of God's family family. He, he says we're blessed with peace with God, access to God, uh, right standing with God, the joy for today, joy thinking about the tomorrow because we have hope, because we know that God's love is sure and secure. He says since we have been justified by faith, we've ex- received this initial family blessing. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Uh, we, ha- we have this uh, blessed position in the family of God, peace with the Father, access to the Father, uh, his love that we don't deserve. Uh, standing as children, beloved and forgiven in the family of God. Uh, Joy, looking forward to a hopeful future of blessing with God. He says not only that, the the blessings of being part of God's family keep going and going. He says not only that, but we we rejoice now, even in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So you can see the feast of the blessings that come by being part of the family of faith, the family that Abraham was the father, the family that we are welcomed into uh, by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, he, in, here in Romans, he points out that there's one blessing that I didn't really associate with the promise made to Abraham, but he connects it to the reason we have hope for the future and we know that God the Father loves us. He says it's because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of us when we put our faith in the descendant of Abraham, Jesus, is a huge part of the, Ab- the blessing uh, that was promised to, to Abraham? Uh, did you know that that is one big reason that Jesus died? Not just to bring us grace and mercy, justification, not just to bring us peace and access, good standing, hope and joy, but also so that the Holy Spirit could come to live inside of us. Uh, This was a bit of a uh, surprise when I read Galatians chapter 3. And it it tells us about Jesus' death on the cross. It describes it as hanging on a tree. He says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming cursed for us. For it it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree his death on the cross, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive, what, what would you, what would you fill in there? Justification, forgiveness, place in God's family. That's not what it says. It says, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. 
Jesus died so that we would be able to receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, The promise of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham, includes us uh, receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of us. And what, what would the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of us have to do with this family blessing, uh, this acceptance into the family of God? Uh, How is the Holy Spirit, how is he coming to live inside of us related to this family blessing? And we know the Holy Spirit living inside of us, he is the one that gives us assurance that we belong to the family. He's the one that gives us assurance and comfort throughout the entirety of our life in this this difficult world that we are secure in our place with God the Father. In Romans chapter 8, he says that all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You have received the spirit of adoption as sons into that family of faith, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs. The Holy Spirit living inside of us, uh, he testifies that we indeed do have the love of the Father, and we indeed do have a future with the Father. He assures us of those family blessings. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit living inside of us not only assures us that we have belonging with the Father, he also assures us that we have longing, uh, belonging with the rest of the family of God, the rest of the family of faith. And, and that's why he talks about this as a group blessing. He says, all of us, all who are led by the, by the Spirit, are sons of God. And together we cry, Abba, Father. And indeed, right now, and in anticipation of eternal rewards with him, we are children of God. So the blessings of Abraham come in abundance. Uh, we receive the justification, the mercy, the grace of God. We receive uh, that, uh, that uh, peace and access and standing with God. But we also receive as part of that blessing uh, as the family of faith, the Holy Spirit coming to live in us, God's Spirit as well as being part of God's family. Th- these are a lot of blessings. Right? There is a lot to be thankful for uh, with the blessings that have been given to us uh, bec- by Jesus Christ, delivered by Jesus Christ, bringing us into God's family. The, the encouragement uh, for this morning is to count your blessings. Uh, I've counted a few of them up here. Uh, they are many, and they just don't stop. Uh, to let ourselves, our own hearts, let your own heart, me let my own heart be persuaded of the goodness of God, the kindness of God, and the love of God uh, that is shown to me in Christ Jesus. To count my blessings and allow that to control the way uh, that I wake up in the morning, the way that I interact with my family, the way that I interact with my coworkers, that I am a person that is truly blessed uh, because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. So to count our blessings and let it show. Uh, to count our blessings out loud. Uh, to uh, let our family know that God is good, uh, God is kind, uh, and we are grateful. Uh, 
uh, to open our mouths, to not just keep it to ourselves, the greatness uh, of God and being part of his family, but to let others no, uh, and, to, and to help other people count their blessings, to, to be the person uh, that is continually pointing uh, our brothers and sisters to the kindness of God, the grace of God, and the reason we have to rejoice, we're, the reason we have to celebrate Christmas and every other day of the year, because we are blessed to be part of God's family. All right, so this, these are the blessings, blessings that revolve around acceptance into the family of God. The, the last question is, how do we get the blessing? How do we get this blessing of being part of God's family? And in the verses that we've read throughout this lesson, uh, the answer has been very clear and obvious. Uh, the answer is by faith. And this is the uh, final point on your outline. It's on the back. Jesus gives us acceptance by faith alone. This is a very simple answer to how we, we get all those amazing blessings. It's simply by faith. This was the same, uh, same way Abraham uh, was brought into the family of God to receive the blessings of God. And it says, know then that is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. God promised that he would justify us, the Gentiles, by faith. So then those who are of, the, of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. It's a very simple answer. It is that we receive the blessings brought by Jesus by simply putting our faith in him. And, and as the New Testament talks about this simple truth that you and I are made right with God, by faith in Jesus alone, not by performance, not by earning God's acceptance, but simply by faith. Uh, he, we're, uh, we're pushed back to, to humble ourselves and to give God the credit that he deserves, uh, to uh, keep Jesus as the hero of the story. Uh, because he is the one that brought the blessing, he is the one that earned the blessing, uh, uh, Paul says in Ephesians that we don't get the, this blessing by anything that we do. It's by faith, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Uh, to keep Jesus as the hero of the story. Uh, and this is really the, the only way that we can re respond to Jesus giving us acceptance by faith alone, and that is by humbling ourselves and keeping him as the hero of the story. Actually, Paul says, if we're going to boast, let's go ahead and boast, but let's not boast in ourselves. Not, uh, let's boast in the Lord. Uh, let's boast in the true hero. Let's boast in the one who sacrificed everything to deliver the, this blessing to us. And really, this is the heart of what it means to have faith, uh, this boasting in the Lord. Uh, it, faith really is a properly placed confidence. It's a confidence placed not in ourselves, but in Jesus Christ. This is what, is, uh, what it really is to have faith. Doesn't this properly placed confidence sound a lot like Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen? Right? We have properly placed confidence. And that confidence is in God. 
This is not in ourselves, it's in God uh, and the promises of God, that God is completely able to fulfill his promises. And, and this is a confidence, an assurance, a conviction, not based on any proof. We don't need evidence. We don't need God to prove it. We believe that it is true because God said it and God is trustworthy. Uh, this is really what it is to put our faith in Jesus Christ. This, this is the kind of faith that Abraham had, right? God had said something is true. Therefore, Abraham fully put his confidence that it was going to happen. Uh, God's promise to Abraham had to do with having children and having offspring, right? Uh, and, and Romans tells us that no unbelief made Abraham waver. Why? Because he had properly placed confidence. Uh, he didn't waver concerning the promises of God, but he grew strong in his faith and he gave glory to God as he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. This is the kind of faith that Abraham had. God had made a promise and, and Abraham knew that God was able to keep that promise. He properly placed his confidence in God. And that is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. And he, he tells us that this is actually the same type of faith that we're to have in Jesus Christ, to properly place our full confidence in him. He says, the, but the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. And it will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our tre- trespasses and raised for our justification. Uh, Abraham believed what God had promised to him, and we believe what God has promised to us. Not about uh, having a bunch of children or having a piece of land, but about Jesus Christ. That's where we put our proper, uh, properly placed confidence is in God who has told us that Jesus was delivered for our trespasses and raised for our justification. This is what we believe. Now, we weren't there to see Jesus come back from the dead, but we believe because God has said that Jesus' death was sufficient to pay the full penalty for our sins. Is this this what your faith is in? Is this where you've placed your confidence? If you've placed your confidence in the promise of God uh, regarding Jesus, that he's died for your sins, you've placed it in the proper place. And your faith is counted as righteousness. Your faith is placed in the right place. Jesus Christ, who was delivered for our trespasses, but then he didn't just stay dead. He was raised after three days to prove that God has accepted his sacrifice on our behalf, and the doors into the family of God are wide open for all of us who put our faith in him. This is the simple invitation that Jesus gave after his resurrection. Uh, this invitation to blessing, to invitation to be part of the family of God. He, he said, speaking of all of you in this room, blessed are those who have not seen with their own eyes, yet they have believed. This is the faith that Abraham had. 
full confidence in the promises of God. This is the faith that you and I, as we put our trust in Jesus as the one who died for our sins and rose to secure our place in God's family, this is the kind of faith that comes with the wonderful blessings of being part of God's family. This is the invitation of Jesus. This is the invitation of Christmas uh, to be blessed uh, with all the blessings that come as children of the living God. Welcome to the family.